Today's Torah reading, I'm going to read from three short parts. Today's Torah reading, I'll read from the Torah, uh, the Haft Torah, and a small section from um, 2 Corinthians. The first reading will be in uh, Leviticus chapter 10. I'll be reading verses 1 um, through 11. And I believe these um, verses have something to speak to us in our day because when I just finished reading, doing a short study on the book of Deuteronomy, and one of the things since I've studied uh, pagan cultures at the time of the Bible, I've been able to compare it to the biblical standard as set up in uh, through the Lord, through Moshe, through Moses, and realize that, you know, Israel was a theocracy. It wasn't just men setting up their own kingdom. If they followed the, the biblical mandate in the books of Moses, they were supposed to set up, it was a kingdom set up by God using God's rules and how we re interacted with God and in our worship and with each other were mandated by God. So everything was much more God focused than um, we're used to, even in our times of when we had revival in the past few hundred years, true biblical revival. Th you know, things change, but the basic society structure didn't change things. People basically stopped doing things. They stopped going to bars and profaning the name of the Lord, but societal structures never changed. But Israel had a society set up by God and aimed toward God, ruled by God. And so it was a completely different structure. And they weren't supposed to mix in pagan ideas or their own ideas that was considered um, profane and strange. So I'll start reading in chapter 10, verse 1 of Leviticus. Now, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took their respective fire pans and after putting fire in them, placed incense on it and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moshe said to Aaron, It is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I will be treated as holy, and before all the people I will be honored. So Aaron therefore kept silent. Moses called also to Mishael and El-Zaphon, the sons of Aaron's uncle Uziel, and said to them, Come forward, carry your relatives away from the front of the sanctuary to the outside of the camp. They would have been considered unclean. So they came forward and carried them still in their tunics to the outside of the camp, as Moses had said. Then Moses said to Aaron and to his sons Eleazar and Ithamar, Do not uncover your heads nor tear your clothes so that you will not die and that he will not become wrathful against all the congregation. But your kinsmen, the whole house of Israel, shall bewail the burning which the Lord brought about. You shall not even go out from the doorway of the tent of meeting or you will die. For the Lord's anointing oil is upon you. So they did according to the word of Moses. The Lord then spoke to Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine or strong drink, 
neither you nor your sons with you when you come into the tent of meeting, so that you will not die. It is a perpetual statute throughout your generations, and so as to make a distinction between the holy and the profane, and between the unclean and the clean, and so as to teach the sons of Israel all the statutes which the Lord has spoken to them through Moshe, through Moses. So some commentary on this. Nadab and Abihu offered strange fire, and that's literally what it means in the Hebrew. It means something that's strange before God. The standard was God, his word, and the word was God. I mean, it was based, it was God. God was the standard for everything. He was the standard for society. It was the standard for how we worship and doing offerings. And so therefore, what Nadab and Abihu did, since it was strange, it was unauthorized, it was illegitimate, it was profane. And in my lexicon, I said it would have been like a prostitute would have been like a distant meaning. So there was a, I mean, it was almost, it doesn't say it, it's almost like an abomination before the Lord. And God immediately, as God does, without his grace and without the sacrifice of Yeshua, if when we sin, that would have been the result with us. He would burn us up immediately. That's his reaction towards sin. That's what Yeshua saved us from. So Israel was set up to be chosen by God, set up by God, use God's rules only. Yet Nadab and Abihu mixed standards, God's on their own, or maybe they mixed pagan on their own. And that's something we see a lot in certain churches and uh, are mixing in demonic practices like talking to the dead and uh, Christian tarot cards and some even end up copying Harry Potter and things like that. In, in Moses' time, and God hasn't changed, that would be considered, when they start mixing pagan practices, uh, an abomination, unauthorized fire. Uh, they didn't treat God, as Moses said, they didn't treat God as separate from us, holy. He was not like the world. So a couple questions we need to ask ourselves. When we were, and I'm not accusing, I'm just asking people to ask questions. When does our worship, whether it's in a congregation or personal, when does it become illegitimate and strange before God? When does it become offensive? And these are questions we have to ask so that we don't move beyond God's boundaries. And since everything we do is supposed to be worship unto the Lord, unto the Lord, at one point, what does when does our the things we do become illegitimate and strange, offensive to God? At one point, does the things we do at work become offensive? And when it talks about Lord, this is an aside. Uh, it's more speculation on commentators when the Lord spoke to Moses saying not to drink wine or strong drink so they can make a distinction. Some commentators feel that the reason the Lord said that not then as opposed to earlier or later is because that was happening to Nadab and Abihu. They were drinking and therefore unable to distinguish between the holy and the profane. But that's speculation. The next reading will be in 2 Samuel chapter 6, starting in verse 1, about David's moving of the ark. 
2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 1. Now David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. Uh, this was soon after David became king, and they recaptured the ark. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him to Baal, Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name, the very name of the Lord of hosts, who is enthroned above the cherubim. He placed the ark of God on a new cart that they might bring it from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, were leading the new cart. So immediately we see problems. We see them putting it on a cart, which is not authorized. We see the sons of Abinadab, Uzzah and Ahio, acting as priests and as guides, which is also unauthorized. So they brought it with the ark of God from the house of Benadab, which was on the hill, and Ahio was walking ahead of the ark. Meanwhile, David and the house of Israel were celebrating before the Lord with all kinds of instruments made of fir wood and with lyres, harps, tambourines, castanets, and cymbals. But when they came to the threshing floor of Nakon, Uzzah reached out toward the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen nearly upset it. And the anger of the Lord burned against Uzzah, and God struck him down there for his irreverence. Oh, okay, for his error. In the, in the Hebrew, it just means irreverence for his error, his fault in the Hebrew. And he died there by the ark of God. David became angry because of the Lord's outburst against Uzzah, and that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. So David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? And David was unwilling to move the ark of the Lord into the city of David with him. But David took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. Thus the ark of God remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Some comments on these verses. David was known as a man after God's own heart. And even though the word of God, which would have been the Torah and some of the early writings weren't as prevalent, they should have been known to David if he's a man after God's own heart. And he should have known enough of God's word. He should have known better. So getting into his own mind it's like david like relaxed the standards maybe it was like okay just this once and it wasn't okay god doesn't play games he doesn't relax his standards david thought it was okay to be not to be obedient just this one time resulting in the death of uzzah and as i said earlier there were a lot of errors that were done David should have known better. The result was not just the death of Uzzah, but David developed a stronger and, I feel, healthier fear of the Lord, a fear of God. And uh, so, like Nadab and Abihu, David relaxed, unlike Nadab and Abihu, which mixed their own standards, David relaxed his standards. And... The last scripture will be in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, starting in verse 14.
Second Corinthians chapter six, verse 14. Let everybody go there. Now, I don't believe God is asking us to be Pharisees or completely separate from the world, that we just hide out in a cave. But like Nadab and Abihu, like David, like God's word, there are standards, there are boundaries, how far we're supposed to go and how far we're not, and where we're not supposed to go. Do not be bound together with unbelievers. And most people use that just for marriage, but I believe it goes way beyond that. For what partnership has righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? You know, as I've heard other people say, we need to choose not just our mates, but our friends carefully. Because if we're, if we're not strong, we end up becoming like our friends. And I've seen myself fall into that trap when I'm at work. I've been, you know, people aren't, um, don't know the Lord, and they're very profane. I can find myself copying them. Verse 15, or what harmony has Messiah with Belial? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? We're supposed to be light to them. An example, that's what Israel was supposed to be. Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said. I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate. That's what the Lord said in the book of Revelation. He said to come out of Babylon because God was going to judge it. And do not touch what is unclean. And I will welcome you and I will be a father to you. And you will be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. So a short comment and then we'll do the prayers after. Not just on marriage, but also in life. Don't mix the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. When God dwells in us, as he said in verse 16, I will dwell in them and walk among them. He wants us to be clean, holy temples of the living God. Nothing that is biblically unclean and we are not to mix in pagan or unauthorized practices. Amen.